Hey, this is another mini episode from the Making Lemonade podcast. Um, I thought I'd do this because uh, I wanted to do, as well as talking about random shit, I wanted to do um, sort of movie reviews as well. And um, I've decided I'm going to go sort of through classic films that I've not seen, you know, those sort of films where everyone's like, you haven't seen this? And they're always on lists of... Um, greatest films of all time or their Oscar winners, you know, for Best Picture or, or, or that. Or... So I watched, um, I went through uh, Sky Cinema movies that were rated five-star movies and the, I'd, I'd seen everything, not everything, but I went down the list and I was like, seen that, seen that, seen that, and I got to The Sting. Um, I'd heard so much about this film. Um, one Best Picture... Oscar, I think, 1974. <clears throat> um, starring Robert Redford, Paul Newman, Robert Shaw. And um, I'm not sure if it's the same director as um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. You know, maybe there was like a thing where he worked with the two of them before. I think it was late 60s. Um, Butch Cassidy, I think it was 68 or 69. And... Um, uh, so I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure what director. I need to look up the director. I think it was like Roy George Roy Hill. I can't remember. So bad. Um, but I loved Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Um, and I like the pairing of the two of them. Everyone's always like, "Oh, who are you? Are you, you know, especially the ladies? Are you a Robert Redford or are you a Paul Newman?" In fact, they're both. There's moments where you look at... This is not... You know, this is a man looking at other men going, handsome guys. And, you know, look at Robert Redford and go, yeah, yeah, I can definitely see it. And then you see Paul Newman, you're like, God, you know, the blue eyes and everything. But we'll move on from that. I don't think you've ever... You know, when people say you're the sexiest movie stars of all time, you know, I always go, um, Paul Newman, Liz Taylor, in the same film, which is Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Um, but um, this film... Um, pairs uh, Redford and Newman again uh, set in the 1930s and um, Robert Redford is a grifter like a con man and um, his con partner uh, they, they, they steal some money that they weren't supposed to steal from a sort of a high end sort of mobster guy played by Robert Shaw and the partner gets killed so Robert Redford seeks out sort of vengeance and he doesn't want to go down the route of murder. So he's like, so we'll, we'll con the guy out of everything he's got. So he goes to Paul Newman, um, who's like a sort of a, a legendary con man. And they both come up with this big con to, to con Robert Shaw out of a load of money. They set up a load of things, like they, they make a fake bookies, you know, they hire a load of people to do certain shit. And it's, it's really cleverly sort of done. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It was a really sharp script, really good performances, well-rounded, um, a good score, like a classic score. It's that tune everyone's heard. You know, that... Everyone knows that tune, but I suppose look, some people don't know what it's from, but it's, it's from The Sting. Um, I think it won the Oscar for Best Score, so it's, it's sort of become a classic tune that everyone knows but you know there's probably a lot of people that don't know what it's from um 
good performances. I thought it was it was going to be more of a double header between Newman and Redford. Um, I thought it was going to be like they have in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. They sort of both share top. They do in this film. They both share top billing, but Redford's more of the lead. Newman's more of a sort of supporting character. I mean, even I think Robert Shaw's got more screen time than um, Paul Newman, and um, Paul Newman sort of plays like a much older. I suppose he is older. Um, like a sort of a comes as sort of a mentor to Robert Redford. But when you watch Butch Cassidy, they're sort of they're sort of kind of the same age. In a way, so it's a bit weird <laughs> seeing that dy- dynamic play out. Um, between Newman and Redford. But um, everything's really laid out really well. Every point of the actual con. Well, they sort of do little cons to sort of build up, sort of kind of build the confidence of the, the mark, who is Robert Shaw, which I suppose what you sp- you're supposed to do. If you're going to do a big con like that, you have to sort of build up, you know, <coughs> lay low, sort of keep it very, you know, give it a good build up. Um, to the big sting and sort of catch them. Um, it's, it's really well directed. There's a lot of great shots. A couple of really good, like, uh, matte paintings. Great set design um, for the period it's set in. Costume design. Um, it's all, all around. Uh, uh, I can see why it's deemed a classic of why it won Best Picture. I'm not sure what the other nominees were that year, but I can see why it... It um, did so. It was a big hit. I think it, it was the biggest money-earning film. It became the, I think, until maybe The Exorcist later that year or something. It was the biggest money-making film of all time at the time. So, um, yeah, great film. I was really pleased I chose it. It just sort of, it stuck out to me. I think because I'd... There's a community episode that sort of riffs on the sting. They use the music. Um, every time there's a, a, a an act transition, they have sort of like, like sort of chapters. Like you have like the setup, the the mark, the sting. You know, it's all sort of cut into different ways, and they have like a painting and a, like a sort of to set you up for the next chapter. Like you're reading a book. Um, and I love the way that's sort of done. Um, sort of blending old style filmmaking with this sort of new wave of the 70s directors. You know, this sort of, there's, there's quite a couple of violent parts in it. You know, you can see it was riding on that wave of the the, the new Hollywood. And um, I like the style and the, the, the grittiness of it. It wasn't sort of glossy. It wasn't too glossy. Um, it had some sort of grit to it. So yeah, it was a really sorry. I'm walking around the house. I mean, it's like one, two in the morning. I've just finished the film a little while ago, so I just wanted to talk about it fresh. Like I've just finished it. So um, <coughs> yeah. Um, it's a great film. Um, I recommend it. I'd, I'd, I'd sort of say I'd definitely watch it again. And um, you know, it's one of those films where if they did a remake and they got a good a good director for it. I could see like a Soderbergh, Steven Soderbergh sort of doing it. Or, uh, I'm not sure, maybe a, maybe an Adam McKay sort of to inject sort of comedy into it. 
there's a few comedic moments in the sting but it's not overall a comedy it's more of a dramatic I don't know I'm not sure what you class it as a there's not yeah it's more of a drama than than anything um I could see it being remade and I wouldn't really have a problem with it being remade because I think the sting has built up such a reputation over the years that you can't really forget it it's always there to watch so well there yeah that was my mini review of the sting tomorrow i'm going to be watching sunset boulevard which is a billy wilder classic that i've never seen i've seen a lot of other his other films uh you know like double indemnity uh some like it hot the apartment which is one of my favorite films ever so i wanted to check this one out so tomorrow I'll be giving a little mini review of uh, Sunset Boulevard, which is a film I really should, as a film fan, you should really have already already seen. If you call yourself a film fan, you should have already, I should have already seen The Sting, really. So um, tomorrow I'll be uh, doing a little mini review of Sunset Boulevard. Um, uh, thank you for listening. Um, that's been my little mini review of The Sting for the Making Lemonade podcast. Thank you very much for listening.